judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you in perfect joy hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Lectura del Antiguo Testamento Primera de Reyes Capítulo 19 Versículo 1 al 8 Dice así la palabra del Señor Acab dio a Jezabel la noticia de todo lo que Elías había hecho y de cómo había matado a espada a todos los profetas. Entonces envió Jezabel a Elías un mensajero para decirle, traigan los dioses sobre mí el peor de los castigos si mañana a estas horas no he puesto tu persona como la, un, como la de uno de ellos. Viendo Elías el peligro, se levantó y se fue para salvar su vida. Al llegar a Berseba, que está en Judá, dejó allí a su criado. Luego de caminar todo un día por el desierto, fue a sentarse debajo de un enebro. Entonces se deseó la muerte y dijo, basta ya Jehová. Quítame la vida, pues no soy yo mejor que mis padres. Y echándose debajo del enebro, se quedó dormido. Pero un ángel lo tocó y le dijo, levántate y come. Miró y vio a su cabecera una torta cocida sobre las ascuas y una vasija de agua Comió, bebió y volvió a dormirse. Regresó el ángel de Jehová por segunda vez. Lo tocó y le dijo, levántate y come, porque largo camino te resta. Se levantó pues, comió y bebió. Fortalecido con aquella comida, anduvo cuarenta días y cuarenta noches hasta Oreb el monte de Dios. Esta es palabra de Dios. The reading is from 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me, and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid, and he arose and ran for his life, and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, 
Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Horeb, the mount of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gracias, paz y felicitaciones a todos ustedes que están empezando una etapa nueva en sus estudios y a todas las familias que están aquí presentes para felicitar a su esposo, su hermano, su papá, etc. Grace, mercy, and peace to each and every one of you gathered here, and especially to the folks that are getting ready to start a new stage in their seminary preparation to go out and be servants of the Lord. El mensaje de hoy se va a basar sobre el texto que fue leído tanto por Martín como el otro hermano. The message today is going to be based on the reading that you heard just a little bit ago. Les invito a inclinar sus rostros. I invite you to bow your heads. Padre de misericordia, acompáñanos. Sé tú que vienes por medio de tu palabra para fortalecer nuestra fe y para mantenernos en el camino de la salvación. Merciful God, come through your word. Come to strengthen faith and to hold us fast on that way of everlasting life. En el precioso y poderoso nombre de Jesucristo. Amen. Well, it was a far cry, I mean a far cry, from Mount Carmel, the place of the big showdown. You remember that big showdown, don't you, between Elijah and the prophets of Baal? There at Carmel, boy, oh boy, the high that Elijah experienced was, well, euphoric. I mean, it was the high of all highs. There, Elijah saw his adversaries dance and shout and cut themselves there, he witnessed the false prophets' frenzied appeal to their empty, effete, false deity, and all that stuff simply go unanswered. There, Elijah even got down and became just a little bit Lutheran, using sarcasm. Hey, why don't you guys pray louder? Maybe your God is deep in thought, or maybe... He went out to the little boy's room, or maybe he's taking a little trip, or maybe he's just sleeping and you guys need to speak so that you can wake him up. There, at that place, God gave to Elijah the most incredible, the most phenomenal affirmation that any prophet could receive. S somehow, God miraculously affirming that he was God and that that fellow there, Elijah, was his man, made fire come down from the sky, and he demonstrated that he was God and that Elijah was his man and that Baal and his prophets were nothing, nothing at all. But nothing new here, because if you know the life of Elijah, you know that miracles were part of his whole thing. The Tishbite, under God's grace, had the temerity to say, it's not going to rain until I say so, and goodness gracious, that's the way it went down. God told him where to go during the drought so that he could eat. And get this, God sent ravens to feed him. Did you get that? Birds to take him bread and meat in the morning and in the afternoon. 
That's better than maid service, goodness gracious. And because Elijah was sent to the widow of Seraphath, that meager pantry that she had became a cornucopia that just never ran out. And God even raised her young son from the dead. Yes, sir, Elijah, well, he had seen God do amazing and incredible things. But now, but now, it was a far, far cry from Carmel. The rains had gone and they'd come and things were looking pretty sad for the old boy from Tishbe. You see, there was a really, really mean woman with a high position that had it out for Elijah and there was no question in Elijah's mind that the death threat that she made was gonna come true. In the face of this threat, the guy that had stood up to 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel turned and ran. In Texas, they would say that the old boy developed a yellow streak. He turned hide and ran, he hid, and he asked God to take away his life. God, been there, done that, had enough, let me die. Hey, there's a phone ringing. I'll just wait a little bit. There's a bunch of you all here who are going to receive your vicarage papers, yes? Some of you are finishing. Some of you are going out on your deaconess internships. There's a bunch of you all that are very close to the end of your coursework and getting ready to go out there and just make it happen in ministry. And I've got a question for you all. Why in the world did you do it? I mean, goodness gracious, why would you choose to go into ministry? You say, well, the Spirit of God called me. I felt the Holy Spirit tug at my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me tell you something. You'd better be a whole lot surer than a warm and fuzzy feeling because, you know, that just might have been indigestion you had better have much more assurance than a warm, fuzzy feeling when Jezebel comes calling on you. I'm gonna tell you about something that happened a number of years ago. A fella, a gent that you might know by the name of Ron Feuerhan, well, let me correct that, the Reverend Dr. Ronald Feuerhan, and he taught a class for the students in the Center for Hispanic Studies, back then the Hispanic Institute of Theology. And, and this guy here was chosen to be the translator between Dr. Feuerhan and the folks that were taking the class. Okay, so I wanna tell you something. If you ever get the opportunity to do that gig, to do the translation, do it. Because you, know, you really have to pay attention when you're translating. And if you're doing that, you might accidentally just learn something. It was really quite an opportunity. But let me tell you what impressed the living daylights out of me while I was doing this. Dr. Feuerhan would take five or ten minutes at the end of the class, and he would just talk to the students, a little casuistry, if you will. One particular session, he said words to this effect. I'm going to do my best Ron Feuerhan voice here, okay? Now, brothers, don't be surprised if when you receive your first call, and you are serving in a congregation, something really bad happens to you. It could be something with your health, your family, or just something big enough to distract you. 
Because when you're called to a congregation, the enemy knows that if he harms the pastor, he can cause the most damage. True enough. Are there any Gary Larson fans here? He's one of those cartoonists that tends to look at the world sort of from, well, the far side. In fact, that's the name of his cartoon. My very, very, very favorite Gary Larson cartoon is about two deer. You know those things with the antlers, the grown-up bambies, and they're talking to each other. One of them has this really unfortunate, in fact, tragic birthmark. It's concentric circles alternating red and white with the center of them right in the middle of the chest. And one deer says to the other, Hal, that's a bummer of a birthmark. Why would you ever want to go into ministry? Marked as a target, to be woken up in the middle of the night, rushing to spend hours at a critical care unit as a heart monitor slowly moves from rhythmic oscillations to erratic spikes, shallow blips, to a flat line. Why would you, a marked man, a marked woman, want to receive a call at 5.30 in the morning with a mother on the other end sobbing because her baby stopped breathing during the night? Or why would you want to try to do that funeral for that family, for that baby, and the grief that they feel because of the empty crib, because its occupant is now in a little coffin that the grandfather is carrying in his arms? Why would you want to spend years preparing to be a marked man, a marked woman, with Jezebel just waiting in the wings for you. Let me tell you why. Because the Holy Spirit has called you by the gospel. He has enlightened you with his gifts, and he keeps you in the one true faith, just as he has called, gathered, and enlightened, and keeps the one true church together in Christ Jesus. Yes, you and me and every servant of Jesus Christ called into ministry have been marked, and you've been marked with a cross. Foolishness to the Gentiles, a stumbling block to the Jews, the bane of Jezebel and all devils, but the power of God to you and to me, the power of God and the wisdom of God to you and to me. And out of all of those in the world that have been marked with that cross, you have been chosen, you've been invited to bear that mark, to be the embodiment of that cross at the place where sin has done its very, very worst, in the emergency room with the weeping family, to sing with them. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. And friends, the embodiment of that mark, the cross of Jesus Christ, to those people who are in mournful agony, will be there to give them hope to allow them to see beyond the suffering and the pain and the agony that they're going through at that time because you have brought them hope 
hope in what Christ accomplished through his cross as he died to win forgiveness for them and for their loved one, hope in the resurrection of Christ as the first fruits and the pattern of what's going to happen for everyone that wears that cross, hope in the promise of the imminent return of Jesus Christ who will come back to reunite body and soul for every single person that wears the mark of the cross. Is Jezebel scary? Yeah, she's scary. But read just a little bit more, just a little bit past what the brothers read for you a little bit ago. And you're going to find that Jezebel, yeah, she goes to the dogs. Why? Well, silly, don't you know? If you wear the mark of the cross, you are on the side that triumphs and win because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Y ahora que la paz de nuestro Señor Jesucristo les acompañe y more con ustedes hoy y para siempre. Amen.
This is a special day here at Concordia Seminary as we have the privilege of announcing the vicarage and internship assignments for our pastoral and deaconess candidates in the Center for Hispanic Studies and the pastoral assignments for our candidates in the Ethnic Immigrant Institute of Theology. We join them, their spouses and children, families and friends, supporting and calling congregations in praising God and celebrating his gifts of the office of the ministry and the diaconate ministry to his church and these servants he is giving to his church today. Joining me in the chancel are Dr. Bruce Hartung, Associate Dean of Ministerial Formation, Dr. Glenn Nielsen, Director of Vicarage and Internships, the Reverend David Lewis, Director of Certification, the Reverend John Loom, Director of the Ethnic Immigrant Institute of Theology, Marcus Kempf and Reverend Aloy Gonzalez for the Center for Hispanic Studies, Dr. Eric Herman, the Director of Deaconess Studies, and representing the Council of Presidents, the Reverend Gregory Walton of the Florida Georgia District. In recent days, the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Council of Presidents has approved the vicarage and internship assignments that are being announced today. Here to announce these assignments for the Center of Hispanic Studies is Marcus Kempf. Presenting the vicarage and internship documents is Dr. Glenn Nielsen, Director of Vicarage and Internship. Edilberto Azarte Morales, Texas District, Link, Dallas, Texas. Omar Ramon de Leon Gonzalez, Northern Illinois District, Iglesia Evangelica Luterana, San Pablo, Aurora, Illinois. Nelson Orlando Hernandez Hidalgo, Texas District, Link, Houston, Texas. Jorge Mario Mazariegos Ronquillo, Northern Illinois District, Iglesia Evangelica Luterana, San Pablo, Aurora, Illinois. Antonio Mercado Alcocer, Texas District, Link, Houston, Texas. Artidoro Roque Mesones Arbulú, Florida, Georgia District, Faith Lutheran Church, Hialeah, Florida. Ángel Gregorio Morales González, Northern Illinois District, Iglesia Evangélica Luterana, San Pablo, Aurora, Illinois. Walter Jesús Ramírez Vélez, Northern Illinois District, Iglesia Evangélica Luterana, San Pablo, Aurora, Illinois. Juan Gabriel Vallejo Vázquez, California, Nevada, Hawaii District, First Emmanuel Lutheran Church, San Jose, California.
Diana Maria Sanabria de Bermudez, Florida, Georgia District, Messiah Lutheran Church, Tampa, Florida. Raquel Esther Ramirez de Eusebio, Florida, Georgia District, Messiah Lutheran Church, Tampa, Florida. Lisa Nicole Fernandez de Corps, Florida, Georgia District, Messiah Lutheran Church, Tampa, Florida. Iris Nereida Guevara de Carrion, Florida, Georgia District, Messiah Lutheran Church, Tampa, Florida. Erika Raquel Doña de Jofre, Texas District, Link Houston, Texas. Rosaura Bravo de Martinez, Texas District, Link Houston, Texas. Panchita Clark de Portillo, Nebraska District, Cristo Cordero de Dios, Evangelical Lutheran Church, Grand Island, Nebraska. Flor Marina Arteaga de Sanabria, Florida, Georgia District, Messiah Lutheran Church, Tampa, Florida. Jolima del Rocio Sanabria Arteaga, Florida, Georgia District, Messiah Lutheran Church, Tampa, Florida. Felicitaciones, congratulations. Earlier this year, the Council of Presidents also approved a vicarage assignment for a student in the uh, EIIT program that I wish to publicly announce today in absentia. Andre Mazelis, the Florida Georgia District Amigo Center, Bonita Springs, Florida. The following candidates have been certified for the Office of the Holy Ministry by the faculty of Concordia Seminary and upon the approval granted by the Council of Presidents acting as the Board of Assignments for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, they are here presented to the church for ministry in the locations that are announced. Here to announce these assignments is the Reverend John Loom, Director of the Ethnic Immigrant Institute of Theology and presenting the academic diplomas is Reverend David Lewis, Director of Certification. Peter Gatru, Kasongo Gai Kago, William Main. Pak Timba in absentia, Elijah Nong.
Uh, to give you an idea of the diversity of ministries that these men have been called to, uh, Peter's been called to a Sudanese mission in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Kasango, Guy Cabello, to a French African ministry in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at Zion, it's Eglise Internationale de Sion in Milwaukee. Uh, Will Maine is being called as a Lutheran missionary pilot with a Lutheran Association for Missionary Pilots out of Brookfield, Wisconsin, and Park Timber Circle of Life, Lame Deer, Montana, Montana district, and Elijah Endon, he's at Bethany in Milwaukee. Dear brothers and sisters, hold fast to God's promise to you in Psalm 121, verses seven and eight. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your lives. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. The Lord be with you. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord. We continue now with the choral offering, the EIT folks.
Please rise. Let us pray. O Lord God, merciful and gracious Father, we give thanks for these students who have been assigned vicarages and deaconess internships. By your Holy Spirit, grant them grace in their assignments and readiness, steadfastness, patience, understanding, a cheerful spirit, and great zeal in their service. Support and strengthen them that by your word, your church may be built and increased. Through your Son, our great High Priest, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen.